Masechet Nazir, Daf Lamed Tet, a fascinating sugya today that's going to ask a basic scientific question about how, how does hair grow, from its tips or from its roots? And we'll see the halachic ramifications of that. So Mishnah teaches, Setam Yom. This we know already that it's, if you do not specify the length of a nizirut, then it's going to be 30 days. And in fact, 30 days is the shortest possible amount of time one can be a nazir. Gileach o shigilhohu listim sotel shiloshim yom. Nazir shigileach ben bezug ben betaad o shesifsef kol shehu hayav. If uh, someone shaved before the time was up, uh, during his nizirut, whether he did it to himself or if uh, if uh, uh, thieves, robbers came, and uh, instead of saying uh, your money or your life, they said your money or your hair, and they they um, I don't know maybe they 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 tortured him or something, and for whatever reason they cut or shaved his hair. That negates 30 days of his counting. And so if it was altogether 30 days, then he has to go back to the beginning and count again. Um, if it was for longer, then he just has to um, uh, go back and stay in Nazir for an extra 30 days. Uh, the reason is, um, it's not that it, it actually cancels. It's not like a tumat met, uh, in which case he retroactively was not, a, uh, it stops the nazirut and he has to go back and do the whole thing again. Here he's continuously a nazir the whole time. The problem is that part of the concluding ceremony for a nazir is having to shave his head uh, with a razor. Um, and now if he doesn't have enough hair to shave, then he won't be able to fulfill the concluding ceremony. And that's why he has to allow it to grow for another 30 days. So it really doesn't matter if it was on purpose or by mistake or if it was his fault or not. He just needs that 30 days of hair growth. Okay, um, a Nazir who did um, shave his hair, whether he did it with scissors or, or with a razor or he pulled it out, any amount, that person is Chayav Lashes. Um, okay, you don't have to bring a korban or anything, unlike Tumat Met, where it stops the whole thing at you bring korbanot and you start all over again. Um, here it is, it is chayav, but um, uh, the chayav only lashes, but uh, not korbanot. Okay, so that is the Mishnah. Now, Okay, a very good uh, scientific question. Hair that grows on the body, does it grow from tachat, from the roots? Or Mila'el from the tops? Okay, a very interesting question. I think we know the answer from common experience. Uh, hair grows from the roots. Um, but in nature, it's interesting, interesting to compare it to other things that grow um, because, uh, for example, grass is the same as hair, grows from the roots. But trees and plants grow from the tops. Uh, the trunk gets a little uh, wider every year, um, but the height growth comes from the branches on top that uh, continue to grow upwards. It doesn't, a tree doesn't grow out of the ground, whereas uh, grass does push up out of the ground. So in nature, there are all kinds of different ways of growing. Um, so this is, a, this is a pretty interesting question. Okay, so I may, we can imagine a bunch of science experiments we could do to test this out. And the rabbis uh, showed themselves to be uh, quite good um, uh, scientists and follow the scientific method here and combined with a tradition. Okay, first of all, we ask, um, before answering this question, who cares, right? This is a not, this is not a science textbook here, uh, here, right? Why are you asking the question? 
And the answer is, Lenazir should kilhu listim v'shiru ba kedei lachuf erosho le'ikara. If these bandits came and they cut a person's hair, but they didn't shave him altogether or down to the skin, uh, they left a, a little bit of hair, right? They just, you know, shaved it very close, uh, but they left enough hair that you could bend it and it would extend to its root. Like you can make a little loop or, or, a, um, cut or, or bend it in half. So if the hair is, is very short stubble, then you can't do that. But if it's long enough that you can bend it over, and touch its uh, touch its bottom, uh, then uh, that then it's then you don't have to wait thirty days. So uh, this is important halacha. This uh, law in the Mishnah that says thirty days, um, yeah, that's only if the person became totally bald. But if they had if they trimmed their hair, but they had some days uh, a little bit left, that's okay. And we're going to see the amount of time to take to grow that much that it can be bent is seven days. Okay, so that's why it makes a difference. If you say that hair grows from the bottom, so that means that the original hair that the person had when he became a Nazir, that was originally you know, all his hair and on that day, and then as it grows, the original hair gets pushed up to the top. So that if the bandit, bandits come and they and they cut just uh, let's say half of it, you know, like mowing grass, they just ha- cut the top half of up of, of it off. Then they're removing that which was the nizirut hair, the, the hair that he has had as a nazir, and therefore, since he doesn't have doesn't have that original hair growth, so because all cut off, then he's going to have to wait extra time. He's going to need thirty days worth of hair growth instead. However, if you say that the growth is from the top, um, uh, uh, you know, like uh, trees grow, and that way, the, when he made it, became a Nazir, he had some growth, and then, then, then after a few days he got more growth, the bandits come and cut off the top half. Well, that's all the new growth. The original growth that he had is still there, and that's sufficient to bend over. And therefore, he does not have to add time uh, to um, to his uh, any time uh, to the to be to his nizirut. He can conclude right then and there because that would be uh, that that's the, that's the same as here. As long as you have enough hair that was not cut off from the original growth that you could bend over, then that's fine. So this does actually make a very practical difference. All right. So we're going to have several proofs. The first proof is from Inba, that's a louse, Haya, that's alive. Because um, where are you going, always going to find uh, lice, if you look in someone's head, if they have lice, um, it's always at the root of the hair. That makes sense because the lice feed on the person's skin. Um, at, at the scalp, and so they're always there. Now, if you say that hair grows from the root, well, then if it starts off at the root, let's say, because it's uh, maybe it's born there, right? This actually could be used this source as a as a proof that the rabbis did know about lice eggs, because the eggs are implanted at the at the base at the at the skull at the scalp. Um, and then, so they're born there. Um, okay, but that's a, a side discussion. Um, so, if if they, since they if you say it grows from the bottom, then the, the louse uh, stick stays in that spot, and then as the hair grows up, 
uh, the louse should be at the top, right? It should be get pushed up, um, uh, you know, just like a piece of grass. If you put a little tape on a piece of grass and you'd come back a few days later, right? You'd see it stuck. Uh, you'd put a tape at the bottom. After uh, after a few days, you'd see it rise up. And so this louse that's sticking onto that spot in the hair would rise up. But we don't find that. Instead, we find that it stays at the bottom. So that means that hair grows from the top, right? And we say, no, no. No, no, it, um, it actually hair grows from the bottom. And it's true that the lice would be pushed up if it wasn't doing anything, but a live louse, uh, like always, keeps go- keeps going down. Uh, it's always going back, back toward the scalp so it can um, uh, suck up more blood from the scalp and so uh, that's why um and uh, so that's why this is no no proof um okay so we cannot prove it from live lice but how about um a, a dead lice uh tashema in ba meta beresha debinta a dead louse you always find it at the tip of the hair now um, now if hair grows from the tip um, then the louse, the dead louse, should stay at the root. When the louse was alive, it was at the root, and so if it grows, um, if it grows from the tip, then it would. The, the tip has nothing to do with the root. It would stay at the root, but it doesn't. We find that dead lice are at the tip. So that means when it died at the root, it stayed there, and then after time, as the hair grew from the root, then it pushed uh, it pushed the hair up along with the lice, and that's why lice are found. Dead lice are found at the tip. So that proves that hair grows from the root, right? Not necessarily. No, maybe dead lice because they have no strength. So then they just go up uh, with the growth of the hair. Uh, in other words, even though it's growing from the tip, um, but the dead lice, they're just going to get pulled down by the force of gravity. Imagine someone's hair is like long, and then uh, so the tips of the hair uh, fall down. And just like the tips of the hair fall down, eventually the lice, the dead lice that are attached to it, are going to slowly um, uh, uh, drop down uh, to the edges of the hair. So they're going to do that either way, right? You see the scientific method here. They're bringing a hypothesis and right, saying this is a cause to it, but this is necessarily they could be a different cause that um, resulted in that in that same uh, result. And so it's not necessarily because of that. So we need a foolproof um, uh, uh, explanation, a foolproof um, reason to uh, to to prove uh, one way or another. All right, so we cannot prove either way from lice. So let's try another one. Tashema mebelorit dekushiim debatad megadelim la rafia miletachat. You could tell from these uh, long hair uh, braids of kushiim. So um, they apparently had long hair. Maybe it was braided in a certain way. And after a while, um, it becomes it becomes loose underneath, right? Anyone who has has braids uh, knows this, right? You leave braids in for a while, and then it's at the roots. Then it becomes all loose and uh, messy, uh, but the tips remain just fine, just braided just as before. Uh, so this proves that hair grows from the roots. Um, and so is that a good proof? No. No, there also because um, it crumples from a person lying on it, so that becomes loose underneath. Right? When, they, when, uh, when uh, you make um, 
uh, a braid very tight to the to the head so uh, doesn't have a lot of room to wiggle and then as you're constantly pushing it lying on it that's going to cause the bottom to loosen up that's why the bottom is loose not necessarily because it grows from the bottom and so no proof from uh, braided hair Okay, Tashima Mesikereta Derafe Amra Meletahat Vetanya. Ah, so maybe we can prove it from the dye that we put on sheep, um, which becomes loose underneath. When uh, shepherds wanted to mark off which, uh, which sheep is ma'asir, right, and haven't passed through, then they, they, every tenth they would mark with red dye. So the red dye would be on that top layer. And over time, the, the top layer, that red dye, would make that wool hard, whereas new wool would grow from underneath that was soft and also was white, was not dyed. So you can tell from there that the new growth of, uh, of wool is from the base, from the skin. Now, um, this word vitanya seems out of place here because vitanya is not, it's not, it doesn't introduce any baraita or anything. So it's very curious what this is doing here. Uh, let's check the manuscripts and we see that vitanya does appear in Vilna and also does appear in Munich, but is not in the Venice edition and is also not in the Vatican manuscript. Uh, so it seems that it does not belong there, Meletachat, uh, period. If you notice the manuscripts, that Munich has Vitania, Vatican just has Vitu and doesn't have Vitania, whereas Munich does not, does not have Vitu. So what happens, uh, what happened here, Vitu is adding another proof that we're about to see. Um, I think what happened is that uh, Vav Taf uh, abbreviation, um, or even the Vav Taf Vav, because the Vav can kind of look like a noon, the abbreviation someone assumed was Vitanya, and that made it into the Vilna edition Vitanya. But actually in the original it just said Vitu, not Vitanya. There is no, no Braita here. Okay, that's very important. You can see how people struggle to explain this word Vitanya. Um, okay, Vitu Kad Sabaya Dik Nehon Havran Ikbe Nimahon Shemamina Milatahat Rabe Shemamina. And also, when old men dye their beards, um, and so they'll say they dye it uh, black, but their natural hair is white. Um, uh, so after a while, you come back and you find that the roots of their hair are white. And so you can see clearly that it's growing from the roots. So Shema we learn from this, that it in fact grows from the bottom. All right, and that is the final conclusion. Okay, this is interesting for a different reason. Um, there is a discussion in Halakha whether men are allowed to dye their beards or whether um, that is lotilbash uh, geved, that is um, doing something that women do. Women uh, uh, dye their hair, but women, uh, men, therefore should not dye their hair. Um, so that's, uh, this can be brought as a fruit proof that um, it seems to talk about elders dyeing their hair like it's a regular thing and doesn't assume that it's prohibited. Um, okay, anyway, uh, this, uh, this is a, 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 a source for that discussion. Okay, ve'elaha de tanya. Now that we have concluded that scientifically, uh, in fact, a hair grows from the root. Now we have to go back and explain the Beraita that says a Nazir where um, uh, uh, bandits came and they, they shaved, they, they gave him a trim. Um, and they left enough there that you, you still could make a loop with what was there before. 
So enosoter, he does not have to take off any days. Well, why not? Eh, since it grows from the root, and so he that original hair that he had when he became a nazir is now pushed up um, and is cut off. So since it grows from the root and they cut off that original hair, so then that should undo the original original nazirut. And he's going to have to wait to get uh, 30 days worth of new hair to have enough to shave for the conclusion. And the answer is, oh, Maybe we're talking about a case here where the bandits came and shaved him after he was already completed the counting, right? He didn't, he didn't finish and do all the sacrifices yet, but he finished the counting. Since he finished the counting, so he doesn't have to go all the way back and do another 30 days. Uh, rather, he just has to do seven more days. And this would follow the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer that says, after you finished counting the main days and you made it through, then you only have to negate seven. You only have to add seven. My tamad Rabbi Eliezer yalif tiglach ha'tahara mitiglach ha'tumah matiglach ha'tumah shiva aftiglach ha'tahara shiva. What's the source for Rabbi Eliezer? He makes a comparison between shaving when someone is tahor from shaving of a nazir who becomes tameh, meaning he becomes tameh. After he finished all the days, he finished counting all the days, and on the day that he's bringing his korbanot, before he finished, before he he finished his korbanot, um, he became tameh. Um, so this person is going to have to add seven days. Well, he's naturally going to have to add seven days because tameh means tameh met, and since he's tameh met, it's going to take him seven days to become pure. He can't bring his korbanot until he brings comes becomes pure. So if he finished all his days, didn't bring korbanot yet, becomes tameh. Um, so then he waits seven days, becomes tahor, and then um, he can bring his korbanot and shave. So just like um, tiglachat after becoming tameh. At the end of the period, the seven days, so too if he's tahor. He didn't become tameh at all, but he got a trim. And so now he can't, uh, he can't shave on that day. Um, uh, so he has to wait seven days. And then at least he has a little, enough growth that he can uh, um, bend it over. And, uh, and so that's seven days. So that's what we're talking about here. Um, even though, the, yeah, you're right, the original part of the growth uh, um, uh, is, is gone because they trimmed it. And you're right, if he was in the middle of his nizirut, then that would be a problem. But he's, he's at the end of Nizirut, and we're following Rabbi Eliezer. This is uh, known to the sages, and everybody agrees, including Rabbi Eliezer, that every seven days, there's enough of growth to bend it at the root, and that's why even if, the, if he finished counting his days, and even if they, they cut off all his hair, but he has seven days of growth from then on, that's okay, right? Um, uh, but in the middle, of, if it got cut off in the, in the middle before he finished it, then you're right indeed, he would need 30 days of new growth. Okay, now back to the Mishnah that said, Nazir Shigileach ben betal ben bezog o shesifsef kol shehu hayav. Even though the Pasuk says ta'ar, the Mishnah teaches, ta'ar meaning a, a razor, the Mishnah teaches that doesn't matter whether you use um, a, a, a razor or scissors or he pulled it out, no matter what, he would be liable. Uh, lashes 
for if he um, if he cut his hair, no matter how. Okay, so now we're going to look for the proof. We're going to see several different opinions. Tanur Banan. Ta'ar enli ela ta'ar talash meraf meret sifsef kol shehu minayin. Tamod amar kadosh ye gadel pera se'ar rosho tibrer bi yoshia. So the Baraita teaches, says in Basuk ta'ar. Let's look at the Pasuk inside so we can uh, see the full context here. Kol so you see there's a lotase and nase mentioned here. All the days of his nizirut, um, a razor cannot touch his head until he finishes all the days. We're going to learn from this also that when he does finish the days, then he has to act- actually has to use a razor for the completion ceremony. Okay, so that's the negative prohibition, but then he says his hair is holy and it has to be left to grow. Gadel peras adosho, right? It has to be left to grow untrimmed. So this is a positive commandment as well. Okay, so let's see how Rabbi Oshia learns it. Uh, since it says true, it says ta'ad, which is the, the negative commandment, right? but then it also says that he has to add, that he has to let it grow. And so if he uses a razor, then he violates a law ta'aseh, which would require, which would be liable to lashes. If he cuts it with a scissor, then that would violate a positive commandment. Positive commandment does not get lashes. So it seems that Rabbi Oshia is not the author of the Mishnah. Okay, now another opinion. Rabbi Onatan Omer, Ta'ar, Enli Ela Ta'ar, Meret Talash Yifsef Kol Shehu Patur, Vakitib Kadoshiye, Memra Deim Gileach La Betar, Kaim Ale Be'ase Velo Ta'ase. So since it says a razor, I, only, I would only know a razor. What if he um, uh, tears it out, uproots it, pulls any amount in other ways? Patur, that person is exempt, no, um, no punishment, um, maybe even allowed. There's no, there's no prohibition here. Now, well, what? About, but it says kadoshiye gadel pera that he has to let it grow. No, that is only talking about with a razor. So that that if it's done with a razor, there's a lotase and an ase. So there's a double header for razor. Lotase, that would require lashes and an ase, but all that applies only to a razor, and there is no prohibition, not an ase and not a lotase, to pulling, uh, to pulling it out without a razor. That's the Bionatan. So even, even more lenient than the Bioshaya, so the Bionatan also cannot be the author of our Mishnah that says Hayav lashes for any, uh, uh, any possibility. Um, so let's keep going. Tanya idach. There is yet another Braita that has another opinion. It says Taar enli ela Taar talash merat sifsef koshehu minayin tamodomar lo yavor al rosham. Oh, so the word Taar by itself, I would know a razor. And how do you know tearing or brooding or pulling any amount? Because it says lo yavor rosham, and I could read that independently, right, without the word Taar. So therefore, nothing can cut his cut it on his head. Okay. Oh, now, since you're going to include everything, this kind of a perat uklal, nothing, no, no way, no uh, um, thing that will cut his hair, not a scissor and not his hand, um, uh, pulling it out can, uh, can be on his, uh, on his head. So since we're going to include everything, why bother, men- why bother mentioning razor specifically? So because otherwise we would have no source that the concluding ceremony 
has to be done with a razor. Finally, when he's done, he does shave his all, all his head, and for that, he can't just uh, pull out his hair, or um, he has to use uh, he has to use a razor. That's why it has the word ta'ad there. Okay, so actually, this could be the author of our Mishnah, whoever is the author of this Badaita, because we learn, we're learning all ways of removing the hair from a law ta'aseh. So they, in fact, all would be um, all would receive lashes. Um, now, one more point. Why can't we learn it from a Mesorah? A Mesorah also has to shave with a razor, and the Mesorah, in fact, shaves not only his head, but all of his body, at the and when he's done, when he's purified. Um, and the reason is because a Mesorah is Mahmir, in that he has to shave all of his body. So you can't learn a lenient uh, law, which is Nazir, from a stringent law, which is uh, which is uh, Mesorah, to say, oh, the, the stringency applies to a Mesorah, it also applies to a Nazir. Not necessarily. The Mesorah has other Chumrot, so maybe only a, 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 a Mesorah. So that's why we need the word Ta'ar, in Nazir, because I couldn't learn it from Mesorah, I need the word Ta'ad to tell, to tell me about the conclusion ceremony. But from Loya Avod, we learn all forms of removal of hair are, are prohibited by a law Ta'aseh. Okay, so that's the Tanakama and the Spadaita. Now the B, that's the Biudanasi Omer, Eno Sarich. No, I don't need your complicated uh, derivation. I agree, but in an easier way. Hare Omer Ta'ad Loya Avod Al Rosho Ad Melot. Right, if you look at the full pasuk, it says, You cannot use a razor on his head until he finishes his days. Oh, why does he have to say, until you finish the days? That means, when you do finish the days, then you can use a ta'ar. Um, so, uh, so Rabbi is agreeing, but he's reading it more smoothly, and so they all go together as one. Ta'ad, no ta'ad, until then, so I could learn two things from one, that you can't use a razor during this time, but you must use a razor at the end. Now we'll ask for the B. Vakativ ta'ad lo ya'avod al rosho. The question is, what are you going to do with this lo ya'avod al rosho, which can be read independently, right, As the, just like the Tanakhama did. And the B says, yes, you're right. I, I can also read that independently, right? Ta'ad is one phrase. To teach me that if one shaves with a razor, then he actually violates two prohibitions. One, just from the word ta'ad, and then another from whereas if he uses uh, pulling out his hair or uh, some other means, then the, the ta'ad does not apply, but would apply, so they would only be liable to one prohibition. Um, but no matter what, they would be liable to something. Um, it, it, no matter how they took out their hair, they would they would violate at least one ase with a tad that would be two ases. And so the Mishnah could also be according to the opinion of the Biuda Hanasi. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen ve'amen.